you're going to be absolutely amazed when you learn how these two new advances in technology are being used in the treatment of opioid use disorder. We're going to learn about something called NAD and something called the bridge. Both of these are being used to help people comfortably come off of opioids, including Suboxone, Subutex, and Sublocade on an outpatient basis in a matter of a week or two with very minimal discomfort and without being put on another narcotic or addictive medicine. This stuff is super exciting. And to tell you about it best, I've invited Seth and Kelly, who are from Recover Us. They're using this every day in their facility, and they're going to tell you all about it, how it works, who it helps. They're going to give you the whole download. And who better to tell you about it than someone who's using it every day, which is why I'm going to introduce you to Seth and Kelly from Recover Us in Carbondale, Illinois. And they're going to tell you how they're using both NAD and the bridge to help people every single day. And I'm telling you, this is exciting stuff. So we are here with Kelly and Seth, and you guys are from now, is it Recover US or Recover Us? Recover Us. Recover Us. I was like back and forth in my head which one that was. Recover Us in Illinois. Yes. And you guys are doing some really cool cutting edge things to help people detox off of lots of things. But I think we want to focus particularly on you guys are helping people come off of Suboxone or buprenorphine products like Subutex, Suboxone, and I guess methadone too. Yeah. Okay. So help us understand a little bit about what you guys are doing that's different and not a lot of hardcore science, but enough science so that people understand like how that works and what they might would expect if they or a loved one came to do that. I would say that probably the biggest difference and what we're doing differently is that obviously whenever you use Suboxone, Subutex, Subuclade, um, you're essentially trading in street opiates for paid for opiates by insurance, right? So you're still going to be addicted to an opiate. It's just in a legal form, but you're still kind of a slave to that substance, you know? So what I think we do so differently is that we offer NAD, which stands for nicotinamide adenide dinucleotide. And it's a uh, coenzyme of vitamin B3 and uh, niacin. And by utilizing NAD as an all natural product, it works in so many facets where it um, restores your sleep cycle, your memory, your mental clarity. It also suppresses withdrawal symptoms while you're trying to get off of the substance that you're struggling with. And then it promotes long-term sobriety by uh, physiologically repairing the receptors that have been damaged. And that's why so many people relapse after they get clean is because those receptors haven't been repaired or addressed. NAD addresses it and those cravings will kind of diminish in the future. So that's what makes NAD so special, I think. That was a lot of big medical words. Sorry, I (laughs) didn't know that No, I like it. I can nerd out about recovery stuff. So it's a medicine, right? And I think, Kelly, didn't you tell me it's administered like it's an IV that you get over the course of some days, but yeah. it's an outpatient. Yes. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So someone, um, whenever they come into our clinic, they're generally here for six to 10 days. Um, in some instances, if they're detoxing from Suboxone or Methadone, that period can be longer. So that can be upward of 14 days. It all depends on each individual what their time frame is. The doctor makes that assessment 
um, whenever they come into the clinic. So yes, it is given through an IV, IV therapy for the clients. Okay. And what kind of success rate or experiences are you guys running into? Because in my experience, people are really particularly scared and reluctant about detoxing off of Suboxone. I mean, there's a lot of fear around it for good reasons because it's uncomfortable and people feel really stuck. They can get tapered down really low, I find, but that last step, people really get super scared about how sick they'll feel and it'll just be this really long, prolonged withdrawal phase. What's that like if someone were to come do it well, I feel like maybe even just using a recent example would be the best. I mean, yeah, I just great. took care of a 23-year-old male. He was snorting four milligrams of carfentanil a day, which is the most I've ever heard of of any opioid use in my career so far. Wow. Um, after he transitioned from that, he transitioned from that into methadone. So he was taking 600 milligrams of methadone, which is like through the roof, like absolutely insane quantities of methadone. Wow. Um, so he came in and he started our protocols. We used a bridge, we used NAD. He was able to cold turkey, quit methadone and be off methadone in three days. He did a three-day taper instead of a 14-day taper from 600 milligrams. Wow. And he was able to go through without anything except NAD in the bridge. So I feel like that right there speaks for itself, just how much your withdrawal symptoms are eradicated because of those two things. That's amazing. Yeah, it was fantastic. Like he, it was unbelievable. I mean, he was speechless, genuinely speechless. I mean, he's tried to cold turkey before. He has such a high tolerance that he has to use such an incredible amount of opiates to just maintain just stasis. So his family is very aware of when he's going through withdrawals. I mean, he's, I don't want to be too uh, uh, dramatic in describing it, but I mean, you people know. Opiate withdrawal, yeah. not good. Yeah, evil, super. evil, awful thing. And we might want to make note on that because that was such an extreme case. There were two devices that we used rather than just one. Mm -hmm. So in that instance, we used two bridge devices to help him through that in conjunction with the NAD. Yeah. So that's a good sort of lead into the second piece of the treatment that you offer. So the first piece is this NAD, which is this medication administered over the course of a few days, depending on the person and how they're you know, responding. But then there's this other piece, this thing that you're calling the bridge. And this is the thing that I found you guys. I had never heard of this. I was like, what is this? I like to be up on recovery technology. I was like, why have I not heard of this? Because it seemed really cool and innovative. And I, and I want to hear all about that. I want all of our listeners to get to hear all about that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how nerdy you want me to be about it, describing it, but it's essentially a percutaneous nerve stimulator. So what happens is you take this device, the moment you kind of plug it in, uh -huh. the moment you do this, it activates a battery. That okay. battery stays active for five days and it has little leads that are on it with a small like one millimeter needle. So pretty much what happens is you place it on somebody's ear uh -huh. and then you hook it up, there's a ground wire, and there's three lead wires that go into different points of the ear. Okay. So by doing that, what happens is, is it sends a gentle electrical impulse through the auricular branches of your ear, and it targets okay. the amygdala. Most of your withdrawal symptoms emanate from the amygdala and manifest physiologically, right? So right. what this is essentially doing is creating a pulse to confuse the amygdala to a to make those withdrawal symptoms not manifest in the body. And it does it within minutes. I it's mean, like a distraction technique. Yeah. So <laughs> I like it. it. Yeah, so I was it, like, yeah, I like that. You don't that's have to pay cool. attention. Only your brain does. And that's what Yeah, just that cool. one part of your brain is busy trying to figure that out instead of sending those withdrawal 
signals. Yeah. So I mean, pretty neat. there's this thing called a clinical opiate withdrawal scale. Some people are familiar that it's called a cow. So I think it's like, it's awesome because it shows you the criteria because some people don't realize how many things are actual opioid withdrawal symptoms like goose flesh, for instance, like goose flesh, whenever you have really bad goose flesh that does not go away, most people are just like, oh, I'm just cold or it's body chills. It's actually mm -hmm. a response from your body signifying withdrawals. So, right. Mm -hmm. uh, I think there's maybe like 11 or 13 different criteria. Don't quote me on that. But yeah, that's so the Cal score, I've had people with upwards of 30 to 32 as, as their score, which is very severe. Mm -hmm. And they'll drop down to a two or a three within wow. 10, 10 minutes to 30 minutes after just utilizing the bridge, not even considering an AD at that point. That's amazing. Yeah. And for families, I think it's really important both for individuals and for loved ones of anyone struggling. In many, many instances, someone wants to quit using, but they are so afraid and they have suffered the symptoms of withdrawal in the past that that keeps them from moving forward with seeking help and getting treatment. Um, no, you're so, so right. Yeah, it's the fear keeps people right. stuck. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And so you were mentioning on this case study you were talking about just a second ago that because he had been on such a large amount of opiates, you used two bridge devices. So that means like one behind each ear. No, it was just consecutive. So okay. it lasts for five days. And the moment it stops, if you're still having withdrawals, they'll kind of hit you. Like you You'll don't know it. Yeah, you okay. don't realize what, what it's suppressing until it's not working. And then you're like, oh, my goodness. Okay. So that was the first instance so far in our company's history that we've had to use that two use devices. Two. So, so you did one. It was the five days was up. You took it off. And then the withdrawal came back. So you put another one on. Yeah, immediately. Yeah. Okay. And then when and did another five days, I'm assuming. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. And then, and then when it came off of it then, he felt... Yeah. He was already, he was no longer feeling like he was no longer feeling withdrawal symptoms really at like day eight or nine. It was mostly like small gut pain and some insomnia, but otherwise there's, there was never any retching, no vomiting. There was uh, just slight sneezing, runny nose and insomnia and gut pain were, were his main issues. Okay. So definitely in the tolerable range, like yeah, and that's mild. Okay. Yeah. It quit working for him at five o'clock in the morning. So he was instantly aware prior for him coming into the clinic that day, wow. that it was the bridge and the device helping him along with the NAD to not feel those feelings, which that isn't always necessarily a bad thing. You know, when someone knows the work that they have to do mm -hmm. and they're reminded of how horrendous that is, mm -hmm. you know, that's not always a bad thing. Oh, that, I mean, that's a really good point because sometimes it's just the remembering how awful the detox was that keeps people from like, I'm not doing that again. Yeah, I hear what you're saying there. Okay. So from the way you're talking, it sounds almost like sometimes you do one, sometimes you do the other, and sometimes you do both, like the NAD yeah. and the bridge. Talk us through when you would do one versus the other or both. I think, I think really NAD is probably going to always be the most effective thing. And I think that we kind of decide on the bridge after they've been on the NAD. For him, we already kind of suspected that we were going to use a bridge and we just planned from the I outset. Bet. I mean, that's so much, so much opioid use that it's just like there was no reason to not shoot for maximum comfort. Mm -hmm. So if somebody has a very, very large amount of opioid use, we may just plan on using a bridge just no matter what anyway, right off the gates. But if somebody comes in, let's say they're taking maybe like 150 milligrams of Percocets a day, 
and it's kind of like in the gray area. We'll start them on their NAD, and if they're like, oh, I'm just feeling really uncomfortable, then we'll reassess and maybe implement a bridge at that point. Okay. So it's just, it's very, we, we don't, we're not cookie cutters. I feel like with every single person, it's a brand new case, and I feel like that's a very important aspect is you can't fit people into a box of like, okay, you use heroin, so we'll treat you like this. Everybody's so different. The, the factory, I call it like the factory model of treatment. Yeah, yeah not that, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And he requested, he knew that we had this technology and for his security and for, he said initially, yes, I'm going to want that. Yeah. He knew his body. He knew what he had gone through with other um, detox or trying to um, stay off of whatever he was using. So this was a good comfort for him to know that this was here to be able to continue with this treatment. Yeah. It helped him to sort of make that decision because he'd been around the block a time or two, it sounds right. like. Yeah. Okay. And we've even had people call us just because they knew we had the bridge and they didn't even know anything about NAD. There was a guy from uh, out of state that came down and he was taking 500 milligrams of Percocets a day, which is also ridiculously a large amount. Yeah. He came down full. He was like, I only found you guys because the bridge. I want to come down and get it. And he was down here within a week <laughs> ready to rock and roll. Right. So. And Kelly, did you tell me you guys are the only ones doing the bridge? Did, the, do I remember? The, you're the only ones in the state and around this region and the area. And we've used it for about a year. So we have, you know, we have great experience with it. And coupling that with our other treatments, they seem to really make a good mix to be able to help people. Okay. How is it different? Because I have heard of in the past, I've heard of what people call rapid detox, where they go almost like to a facility and they get put under is the way it's described. And then they, there's like a procedure and then they're done. Yeah, Kelly can describe that one very well. Yeah, tell us about that. I know some, I know, actually, I know a few people that have done that. Uh, and there's some videos available online that talks about that. I don't know how much that's done anymore. I think it's more dangerous than this. This is more gradual for the body. And with the Recover Us theories and protocols, as far as what needs to happen to repair the brain receptors and make that change slowly with the body. It's very, very hard on the body. So when someone is put under and they, are gone, they go from a high point of their drug use immediately down, that's very, very hard on the body. Yeah, um, that's pretty traumatizing. Yeah, I could see that. So it's different. It's a different technology is used, different medicines, completely different, yeah. different systems. It's pretty much like dialysis under anesthesia. Okay. I mean, you're really taking your blood out of your body and, and you're going under anesthesia for them to remove the potency of the opioids. So, I mean, it's a very dangerous procedure. With our protocols, there's no danger really at right. all. So it's a, it's a much different thing. And then also, I know you said what the, what's in the NAD, but it was some really technical words. And I know that the people that watch my videos are going to be thinking, but is there anything addictive in there? You know, they're going to be thinking, is it, Absolutely. is it like a new suboxone? Is there, you know, so there's nothing in there that's going to. Not everything we do is non-narcotic. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's kind of like the crux of what we do. We want to make sure that we're removing potential for you to be a slave to another drug. Like we want that gone. We believe that everybody can get to a point where they can live on their own in their own body and make the correct decisions and the right choices to physiologically get to a point to maintain sobriety without any uh, substances. Wow. And we've been successful in that so far. 
So why do people not know about this? How did I not know about this? That's crazy. People don't know. Yeah. People really don't know. And we're doing all that we can to ensure that people like you find out because we have people come from all over the country. Um, there's a hotel directly beside us. We'll help them with travel plans. It's a beautiful facility. It's a very comfortable facility. Loved ones can come with them. But getting the information out to individuals that are in need is that's the new phase of what we're really focusing on. Because even though when Seth describes it, it can be very technical terms, we ensure that anyone that has a question has all of their questions answered because someone has to, it's their body, it's their treatment. They need to be able to be an active participant in their care. So whatever we need to do is to help someone understand, because whenever you break it down to people and individuals, they do understand mm -hmm. and they do get it. And that's a big thing with us on, on the channel is, Exactly. What would you do if someone came in, which is often the case where they're addicted to opiates and something else like opiates and benzos was common or is it the same? Is it different? How does that work? It's mostly, like I said, like we don't cookie cutter anybody. So the moment we come in, I do a complete chemical use history and kind of see what they've used in their, in their past. Right? So with our protocols, we have specific formulas of NAD that are paired, which I think is probably something that should be noted as a very dramatic difference is that like uh, we have a specific formula for alcohol and opiates and it's paired with specific amino acids that target the alcohol and opiate receptors in the brain, right? So if somebody has a history of benzo use, we also have a red formula that's meant for benzo receptors only with the correct amino acids. So pretty much the NAD can kind of look at it as like, it's like the workers and the amino acids is like the materials and you're giving the brain exactly what it needs, the materials to repair and the energy to do it. So each one of our protocols, we have protocols for marijuana, for even compulsory addictions like gambling, pornography, really? then there's the benzo formula, alcohol and opiates, then there's meth, cocaine. There's a specific protocol, an actual you know, formula for each one of those substances. And so if it was more than one thing, would it be almost like two separate treatments or would it be kind of like it can be one combining moment. the formulas together or something like that? Yeah. It's kind of like, just for instance, uh, I had somebody recently that had a, a tremendous amount of marijuana use. They came in for opioids only, but they also had benzo use. So I would give them a, one vial of the orange formula every single day, and then I would give them a half vial of our other formula, maybe red for four days, and then, and then a blue formula for another four days. So it's kind of, you, you can mix everything up based upon the protocols that we use to make sure that they get a full gamut of healing. Okay, that's super cool. Yeah. In addition to doing the detox, you offer like intensive outpatient and family programs. So if someone lives locally, they can get all of it there. If someone is traveling a distance, they could do the detox there and then follow up with IOP in their own community or locally yeah. or something like that. Or okay. And then also do at the end of their care, we do a blocker. There's various types of blockers. We've worked extensively over a period, I would say six or seven years to be able to put together protocols, anything that's FDA approved, medically accepted, that's warranted and proven that works for individuals and have it be in one facility under one roof where someone can come work on themselves, do what they need to do and be given the tools to help them achieve sobriety is so, so important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of what makes us so successful is like we use 
successful treatment that is proven with a high standard. It's like, we're not telling people to come in and like rub chicken grease on their forehead and like do something <laughs> funny, you know, like this is all FDA approved, like solid case studies to back up everything we do. And it, it, it works so well.